Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today I am so excited because I am talking to Kristen from Your Social Mate. We talked all about how to build your niche online on TikTok, on Instagram, and we also talk about how to grow your accounts on both Instagram and TikTok. And yes, she still thinks it's possible to grow a following on Instagram. Kristen, if you want to kind of introduce yourself, kind of give the whole rundown of who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm so happy that you guys have a podcast now because I feel like there (laughs) is like a shortage of really good podcasts that talk about social media. So we love that. Yeah. So my name is Kristen Busquet. I am a Charlotte-based creator as well as a creator coach. So I got my start years ago in Instagram, blogging, all of that fun stuff. And eventually... I realized that I was just getting so many questions and, you know, hearing the same struggles from other creators that I was friends with. And I wanted to essentially help them get through all of that and answer all of those questions. So that is when I opened Social Mate or your Social Mate. We started in 2020, like every other small <laughs> business ever. You know, what else was there to do than start a business? No, I mean, honestly, I, it was like much needed for me and it was exactly what I wanted to do. And I didn't really realize it until the business kind of came to life. And so we've been able to just help so many creators to monetize their online influence, you know, work with brands, really like create a full-time income. And it's just been so rewarding for everyone involved. So I kind of love my job. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like a lot of people, like you said, started things during COVID and during lockdown. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people realized how badly they need social media and just a presence online in general. Yeah, it's so Uh, true. I just, I remember I was working with some friends and had some, when I was working freelance, I had clients who would call me just out of the blue and were like, oh my gosh, we need this and we need this and we need this. And why didn't we have this before? We need a whole new marketing strategy. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just so much that goes into building like a legitimate presence on social media. People on the outside don't fully understand that, which is definitely sometimes <laughs> frustrating, but I'm just glad that I can be a resource for creators, especially because you know, with businesses and stuff, like there's plenty of resources or they can hire social media managers. But with creators, I feel like it's a little different because we are our brands. So there's just so much that we need to know how to do. And there's no easy way to find it all out (laughs) except just doing trial and error, getting yourself into probably some sketchy situations and try (laughs) to find your way out, basically. (laughs) That's so true. Well, one of the things that I wanted to bring you on to talk about, because I think that you do this so well, is finding your niche online and kind of cultivating your niche and building a brand off of a certain subject or a certain thing that you like to do. And I think you do that so incredibly well. It's one of the things that Every single program or offering that I have, it always starts with finding your purpose, finding your mission statement, finding your niche, because so many creators just want to know, how do I make money? But you need to figure out what is your niche, mission statement, content pillars, all of these things before you can even think about making money. But no one wants to do this part. It's so important, though. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely when we do like research on our blogs and everything, one of the biggest like SEO questions that people are always searching for is how do I make money on Instagram? 
Yeah, literally. And I'm just like, how much time do you have? <laughs> we have a giant checklist we have to go through before you can even start making money. And again, there's just so much that goes into it that people don't think about. And having that nailed down branding is really the most important part. So how would you recommend somebody who is just starting out? They have no social media following whatsoever. How would you recommend them start basically start on Instagram in general? I'm going to give you the not super long version because I could literally (laughs) talk about this for 20 minutes. So the first thing I would say, and this is what I tell all of my students, is you need to first figure out what is sustainable for you to create and what do you just love talking about. And and it doesn't have to be perfect right now. That's one of the things that I think stops a lot of creators is like they think, well, okay, well, I'm not going to start until I have it perfect just start with the things that you like. So for example, like what are your passions? What are you an expert in that maybe not everyone else is? What are the things you could just talk about all day and probably never run out of things to talk about? Write down a list, you know, like what are all those topics? For me, that's social media, entrepreneurship, career, business. Like I love all that stuff. What I would suggest doing from there is just play around with creating content. I actually, in my podcast, Social Scoop, I interviewed someone named Tom Boyd. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. His Instagram, or I think his Instagram and TikTok is at bonus footage. He's amazing. You guys should definitely check him out. But he came on my podcast and told me about something he calls the creator sprint. Basically what the creator sprint is, you take say 60, maybe even 90 days. And with those topics that you have listed out of like, okay, I like this, this, and this, you just go hard creating content. Like don't overthink it, you know, try different formats, try talking about, you know, different content pillars in different ways. And you do that for a solid 60 days with literally not paying attention to like, you know, is this getting followers? Yeah. Like how many views is this getting? Like at the end of those 60 days, that's when you backtrack and you look through everything you just did and ask yourself, okay, first of all, what was sustainable for me to create, you know, in terms of like actually making the videos, making the photo or taking the photos, whatever it is, what was sustainable for you to create? What did you really like creating? Because there are definitely topics like for me, for example, before I was in social media, I was a photographer. So a lot of people like when I post about photography, but I actually hate making photography content. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm sorry, but I also like it's not sustainable for me because I'm not I'm not passionate about it as much as I am with the other stuff. So you start to weed things out like that. Okay, what are you passionate about? What is sustainable for you to create? But then also, then you look at the metrics, what actually performed well, and you could look at the content pillars for one kind of section of what performed well, maybe your fashion and beauty very much outperformed your health and wellness, for example. And so you know, okay, well, maybe I do this better. Maybe I'm giving more useful, valuable, unknown tips in those topics that maybe you didn't even really know were as interesting or valuable as they are. So now you know what your content pillars can be, but then also look at the formats of the videos. So for example, like if you do some where it's like a clothing haul and those are like your all your clothing haul videos are your best performing. Okay. So now you know exactly what works for you in fashion. Then maybe for beauty, like every time you do a tutorial, it's your best performing beauty videos. Then you know what kind of beauty videos perform well. Not to say that you can't do the other ones, but 
you know what your audience is responding to you know what you're doing well and then from there it's pretty much just a lot of trial and error you know anytime you have a new idea you try it out see what happens but I think you have to go through that trial and error like really in-depth phase in the beginning to find out again like what are you actually going to be creating content about but also like what are people responding well to that are there that you've built in that 60 days or 90 days. I love that. And it also kind of reminds me of something that I've talked about previously before in the podcast where we don't work as an agency where you only have like one shot or if you're watching an NFL and seeing the Super Bowl commercials, they only have that one commercial to like get it right. You can do whatever you want. You can make as much content as you want and you have so many times to mess it up and that's fine and it's okay to do. Honestly, I think messing it up is probably more beneficial than doing a good job sometimes. Like you find what doesn't work and sometimes that information is, you know, more valuable if not just as valuable as finding out what does work. Like I think about even when I was like in college interning at different places, you know, I learned what I didn't like yeah, and absolutely. that it was such valuable information to have. So honestly, mess up (laughs) like mess up as much as you can mess up as much as you need to the other thing to think about with that is like this sounds kind of harsh but no one's paying attention no one cares no No, (laughs) you know like I don't care how many followers you have like even you know people who have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram or TikTok like you do something that people don't love okay tomorrow you do something different and it's fine everyone forgets about it people aren't paying as much attention to you as you probably think they are Yeah, that's like a really good point when I used to have, I mean, I still have anxiety, but that's like one of the (laughs) things that people like always talk talk, or talk about is Mm -hmm. that you are thinking about yourself more than any other person's thinking about you. So that's helped me a lot. And that's the same with being online. It's like people aren't paying as close attention to you as you think they are. Exactly. Yeah. You're one person in a sea of hundreds of thousands of creators. Like if you do something off, like it's fine. Someone else probably did something worse. Yeah. We know that they've done something worse. Very true. It's true. So in regards to TikTok, because that's obviously becoming the biggest platform and it's taking over. Yeah. Do you think it's easier or harder to build a niche on TikTok? I think on Instagram... When you think about the people you follow on Instagram, I think you follow them sometimes more for like the person. I know for for me, like Instagram is so much more intimate, I guess. Like I have a lot more conversations one-on-one with people. So I connect like person to person so much more on Instagram. I feel like Instagram's definitely more of a community-based versus TikTok. Yeah. Right. And like not to say TikTok some people on TikTok don't have communities because they absolutely do. But I think you all like get to know each other a little bit more on Instagram. And so I think you can be a little bit looser with kind of like your branding on Instagram because people like you because, you know, they follow you because they like you. Whereas on TikTok, I feel like it's like, you know, you find I always use the example of like Funko Pops. You know, the the people like you go to a Funko Pop page and like you're following them for Funko Pops. Like if they post anything other than that, you don't care. You're not watching it. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like having a niche on TikTok is so necessary because people will just binge all of your videos like they're following you for a very specific reason. Whereas on Instagram, I think because people use 
at least in my experience, use the DMs a lot yeah. more on Instagram than on TikTok. I think that's why we're more like we feel more person to person on Instagram. So it's it's like okay yeah. to be a little bit looser with your niche. I definitely agree with that. I've talked previously before about how on Instagram with the community, it's just easier to slide into somebody's DMs and yeah. because the messages are open and TikTok, it's harder to communicate with a yeah. creator because DMs aren't as open and you have to basically comment on under their video like, hey, sent you a private message. Too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> pay attention to me. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I honestly like I don't even like the way that DMs are set up on on TikTok. No. And so I never really go in there. But also because of stories on Instagram, we spend so much more time in the DMs than we do on TikTok. And who Absolutely. knows, like with, with TikTok releasing their version of stories, maybe that'll change. But I don't have it yet, so I can't tell you. Oh, so I recently got it. Okay. And it's when you scroll through, the, their story pops up on the feed. So it just looks like another video. I like don't it love doesn't that. even. No, and I mean it still has the exact same thing as you can heart it, you can save it, right? And you can comment on it. So there's really no difference so to it weird. being anything else. Yeah, like it's not as you know you can't really like directly send a DM. That is weird. I did read actually recently that they're going to be moving like the little circles like Instagram has onto mm-hmm. the the page where it will show you all your notifications. So oh. maybe that'll change things. Who knows? But yeah, I definitely don't love it like incorporated into the feed because again, how are you supposed to know what's what? <laughs> yeah, I've just I've never understood it. And I still think that community and maybe this is because I'm an old millennial. I, I don't know. But I think <laughs> the community is just better over on Instagram. I agree. Maybe it's because Instagram was like our OG influencer yeah. <laughs> platform for our generation. I'm sure Gen Z feels different. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure they do. So as far as like growing on Instagram, I know you've got a lot of opinions on that as well. So <laughs> somebody who say that they've been pretty stagnant for a while and they're trying to figure out new ways to grow their platform. What is something that you would recommend that they try? So I just actually had this conversation with one of my students. She has 20 something thousand followers on Instagram and she's been doing great, you know, having a lot of brand partnerships, a lot of success, whatever. So she asked me the other day, she's like, I just like haven't grown any followers and like, you know, I'm just at the same place I've always been and whatever. And I asked her like, why do you want to gain more followers? And it's it's crazy because no one can ever come up with an answer to that. (laughs) It's like everyone wants more followers. And I get it because like there is this. It almost kind of like defines you in a way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, oh, she has 100,000 followers. She must be super cool and like very legitimate, you know. But that's definitely not always the case. And I think we're starting to realize that. But why do you need more followers? You know, like I can understand people who are just starting their page and are starting to grow. But people who are already somewhat established even – It's more right now about building a community than it is about building as many followers as humanly possible. Like, I think to a certain extent, you should think about growing followers. You know, you obviously need to get to a certain point with your follower count for monetization purposes. So if you want to charge a certain amount, you know, you can't charge a thousand dollars for a post (laughs) if you have 500 followers like that's never going to never going to fly. So I understand in that situation why you would want to focus on growth. But if you already have 10K, 15K, 20K, like 
it's not about growing followers. So what I would say for people who are in a situation where like that really is their focus right now, I definitely think there's a lot more, I guess, manual labor in it than people think. You know, a lot of creators think, all right, well, if I create an amazing video, the followers will just come to me. <laughs> and that's <laughs> I wish. sometimes, like sometimes <laughs> that happens very rarely, but most of the time it's, it's you going out there and actually initiating conversations. So what I would recommend doing is getting a, a solid list of maybe 10 to 15 creators who maybe you look up to, they have similar content pillars, similar missions. They talk about similar things, you know, where if people follow them, they would probably also like to follow you. And what I would do is first of all, be active on their page because those are the people you want to get close with. Obviously, you know, they can definitely be really helpful in, you know, bouncing ideas off of, you know, you have a lot of the same interests. Maybe if you guys get close enough, they start sending people to your page. You never know. But also interacting with the people that are part of their community. You can do that because it's not like if one of the people that comment on this other creator's photos is going to unfollow that person and then go follow you. You're not stealing <laughs> their followers. People are allowed to follow multiple, multiple people. Multiple people, yep. <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing wrong with you saying, wow, this person really likes this creator's content. I talk about all the same stuff. They, maybe they would like my perspective. Maybe they would like to see what I have to say. And so I love to spend 15, 20 minutes a day. I've literally put it in my calendar as an appointment. I spend 15, 20 minutes a day strictly engaging with those people. So I'll go find people. I And it's not like a quality or sorry, quantity over quality situation. Like find really strong people who are like leaving great comments, genuinely showing interest, not just people who are commenting on others photos and being like, oh, my God, I love this. You know, like love, find heart. people. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like finding people who are genuinely interested in what this other creator is talking about that you have in common with them. And interact with them, you know, like if you like what their content looks like as well, follow them, send them a DM, respond to their story, comment on their photos, like literally do all of it if you want to. But I will just spend time and in that 15, 20 minutes, I would say I find anywhere from five to seven people that are kind of like my potential followers. Mm -hmm. And it's not five to seven, like you would expect that number to be a lot higher because we've been conditioned to essentially just like want more and more and more, like hurry up and do it fast. Right. But I focus on building really genuine, authentic connections with people. And those are the people that are very consistent and become part of my loyal community. So when you are growing, don't focus on being the fastest to grow. Anytime I see those videos, that are like, oh my God, this is how I gained 20,000 followers in a week. I'm like, why are you doing no, this to people? No. <laughs> it sets up such unrealistic expectations for everyone. And then people get upset that they're not gaining 20,000 followers. It's so unrealistic. That happens to one in five gazillion people, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, just focus on quality over quantity. Spend time actually initiating conversations, introducing yourself. It's the age of the internet. It's not weird for you to send a DM <laughs> to someone and be like, hey, I saw you commented on X creator's photo. And I actually talk about some similar stuff. I wanted to introduce myself. Like, that's not weird. They can still make the decision at that point if they want to follow or not. But like, 
I think you have to do a lot of the initiating in order to really make people feel comfortable in your community. That's one option. Second option is reels pretty much (laughs) at this point. Like, I mean, listen, (laughs) I don't reels. I'm not super excited about reels. They feel sometimes to me like more of something I have to do than something I want to do. I feel like that's how a lot of people are currently feeling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone I have a conversation with is like, ugh, I have to post a reel, you know, and and I feel that. But I think at this moment, it's really the best way to grow quickly. But when you're posting a reel, make sure you have something on your reels that's like actually going to get people to start, you know, wanting to follow you. Oh, make sure you follow, da, da, da. put it in your caption, put it on the video, like put a little arrow that points to the follow button, whatever it is for Instagram and TikTok. I mean, I, I think we have to do them. So let's just do them <laughs> and, you know, make them appealing and make people know that this is what you talk about so that they can go find more on your page. Absolutely. And like you said, CTAs are so important. Any call to action, especially I love putting it in the comments, but Instagram kind of changed their layout a bit, or at least I had the temporary new (laughs) Instagram feed. Yes, I've seen it. And today, for some reason, it switched back to the old feed, which I'm so happy about because I could not stand the new feed. Well, it put like the caption over every single photo. Right. So it's because it was similar, like very similar to how TikTok has it. But when you're scrolling through, you couldn't really read the caption because it's covering up the photo. It's just one (laughs) of those things where you're like, who thought of this? And who was like, let's do it. And then the whole team said, yeah, let's do it. And like no one in the (laughs) room said this is a horrible idea. Come on. Guys, don't you think this might look a little terrible and the UI is not great? But that's weird. I don't question anything that comes out of Instagram or TikTok anymore. I don't because none of it makes sense. (laughs) No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But and I think a lot of what people freak out about is that they are doing a lot of tests. And there's also a lot of experts are like, oh, my gosh, Instagram is changing this immediately. And it's just like, no, it's just a test. And please stop scaremongering people into thinking that they have to change their entire strategy. Literally. Because they're testing something yeah I mean at the end of the day though like there's always changes on all of these platforms you know like we have to just get comfortable with change as creators yeah. like it's inevitable so you might as well just get comfortable with it even if you sat down and thought of the most perfect strategy today you have to be ready to pivot at any moment <laughs> like it's like we're in the hunger games or something yeah. <laughs> Just always be on your toes. Always look around the corner because you never know what's going to happen. It's a sad, yeah, it's a sad reality, but yes, (laughs) it's worth it. It's worth it. I I make it sound much worse than it is, obviously. No, it's honestly, I complain a lot about my job, but I also love my job and am so thankful that every single day is different because if I had to do the exact same thing every day, I I couldn't do it. I would have to just leave my job. Yeah. I feel <laughs> the exact same way. It's a love-hate relationship. So last time we talked, we were talking about how you can use TikTok to grow your followers over on Instagram yes. and vice versa. So would you mind talking a little bit about how you do that? Yeah. So I think when you hit a thousand followers, maybe it's a certain number where you can link the Instagram and like put a website in there. That might have changed since I've done it. But basically, when we were chatting about this, 
what I was saying is a lot of the followers that I have incoming are from TikTok, you know, on Instagram. And I I know that because a lot of the times what will happen is I will get a DM from people being like, oh, I just saw your TikTok video and da 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 And then I see that they're following me. So I'm, I'm confident that a lot of my followers on Instagram are coming from TikTok. And essentially what I've been doing for that to make that happen a little bit more is just mentioning Instagram, you know, talking about how I have, you know, more content over there. A lot of the times I'm talking about Instagram on TikTok. So obviously people (laughs) know that I have an Instagram as well, but it's easily linked right on my TikTok page so they could just click it and go right over there. I've also been doing a lot of TikTok lives where I will say, oh, you know, like if you want a link to this, just send me a DM on Instagram. And most of the time, once people get there, because I'm talking about the same things, they'll also follow me there. But that's kind of like the key thing is if you are going to want to take people from TikTok and bring them over to Instagram, you have to be talking about the same, you know, content pillars being the same niche. You know, if I were talking about, we'll use Funko Pops again on TikTok. I'm not into Funko Pops. I think you are. You're just lying to yourself. Maybe I am secretly. (laughs) I don't own any, but gosh, I feel like they're always my go-to example. If I were talking about Funko Pops on TikTok and then talking about social media on Instagram, Funko Pop people are going to be like, this is not what I came here for. So it is important that if you want to convert one over to the other, you should make sure that you're talking about the same thing. But yeah, I just mention it as as often as possible. And I, I will tell people anytime possible to dm me on instagram because that pretty much gets them over onto my page again most people will follow once they're there and it's nice because i can start that dm conversation with them again like i hate tiktok dms (laughs) so i'm like please don't dm me there i honestly won't even look at it go over to instagram and send me a dm there I will definitely I honest, look at it. <laughs> I honestly like cannot. Sometimes I can't even find the DMs on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> it's buried. It's like, it do they buried. not want us to DM? Maybe they don't. Maybe, Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's our conspiracy. That's the title of the podcast. Conspiracy. <laughs> TikTok does not want you to grow and connect with your followers. Yeah, right. We are in the news. TikTok is just like (laughs) defamation. Yeah, no, it's it's not in a convenient spot. It's not easy to like DM with people on TikTok versus Instagram. Yeah, absolutely agree. So as far as niches go, as we have learned over the years, especially in the past like two years, I would say it's so important to nail down a niche on social media in general because that's the best way to grow your following. I my question is, how do you do that? It's just like, how do you nail down that specific thing? How do you make sure that this is the specific thing that you want to talk about? Can you end up changing what you're talking about later on down the line when you do have a following? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I might have like kind of a different perspective on this than other people. So typically what I will do when I'm working with my students, trying to figure out what their niche will be. I make them start again with that list of all the different topics that they like. And then I ask them, okay, if you were to share content on, again, we'll say fashion, what's the purpose of that? 
why do you want to share fashion content? And I'll, I'll, they'll say, oh, because I love fashion. And I'm like, no. What do you want <laughs> other people to get out of it? Like, how do you want them to feel? What do you want them to do? Like, you know, what do you want them to say? Like, what do you want other people to get out of your fashion content? What's the purpose of you sharing it with other people? Because if it was just that you like fashion, why do you have to share it with anyone? You could just like it and that would right. be fine. You know, <laughs> so like all of these topics that you love, what's the purpose of each of them? A lot of the times, you know, maybe with fashion, it's to help other women feel confident. Maybe that could be the same thing with beauty or again, like wellness, you know, and you start looking if we were to say fashion, beauty, health and wellness. And I would ask you, what's the purpose of sharing all of those with other people? Confidence could definitely be the answer of all of those. You know, like my purpose of sharing all of these content pillars is because I want my audience to feel more confident in the way that they look and feel. Okay. So that could be the purpose. And so from there, I have them take that purpose of all of the different content pillars, even if they're different, and mush that up into a mission statement. So for example, a mission statement could look like, you know, I share inspirational content with my audience of millennial women so that they can look and feel more confident when it comes to fashion, beauty, and their wellness, overall wellness or something. And that mission statement is essentially like the niche. So instead of saying fashion is my niche, because it's not if you're sharing beauty, health, wellness, all right. of those things, fashion is not the niche confidence is the niche, you know, because everything you're sharing is going to teach people to feel more confident. Or for example, like, you know, I share social media, I share sometimes photography, I share, you know, business tips. Okay, what's the point of all of that? It's to help other creators be able to, you know, build a business and be confident building a business. So like, my niche is business building, you know, instead of just social media. So yeah. I think you kind of have to look at all the things you want to share. And after you do that creator sprint, you should have a pretty good idea of like, what are the topics you want to talk about? You do that, figure out the purpose, take it all into a mission statement. And then what is the overall message or topic of that mission statement? And that's your niche. And the thing about niches is like, you don't have to like write on your bio, this is my niche. Like <laughs> it's really just for you. You know what I mean? Hi, to say, I like, like confident women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to be confident, stay here. You know, like, so at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be like a pretty one word niche. It can be whatever you need it to be. The point of a niche is just, you know, your page has an overall message for when people go to your page, they know what they're going to get. They're not going to get sports one day unless it's talking about confidence with sports. Maybe you could somehow <laughs> rope that into there. But you know what I mean? Like it's it doesn't have to be fashion, beauty, home decor. Like that's what people think of when they think of niches. That's and so usually true. there's like a bigger message or there should be a bigger message behind all of that. I like the broad, like going very narrow and then going more broad. I think that's such a great approach that yeah. I've honestly, I've never thought about that before because when I have heard niches in the past and obviously there's a lot of um, social media experts online talking right. about niches and they're all about, well, if you're a fashion influencer, you can only do fashion or if you're yeah. a home decor person, you can only do home decor or you can only do travel. And that's so hard. Yeah, it is hard. And it puts you in a really, really tight 
like little box that you can't escape from Mm -hmm. because if you decide one day that maybe hmm, during the pandemic, people couldn't travel. Right. What do you do about that? How do you pivot if you're a travel-based influencer or a travel content creator? Right. How do you pivot from that? And so I think that's just really hard to limit yourself that way. It is. And I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all human. You know, like if I had to just talk about social media every day, like I don't know that I would want to. There are other things that I like to talk about that are still under my, you know, umbrella of what my audience expects from me. But I can't imagine just talking about one thing because there's just so many things that we all love and I would say like for people that are in the situation you had mentioned before like you know if they wanted to change what they're talking about if you can change it and it still fits in that like overall niche that's great if not you're probably gonna have a bit of an uphill battle trying to gain followers because a lot of the times what will happen if you go I had one student who went from she was like a recipe food blogger she would just post food she never posted herself and she switched to talking about mental health so that was like a big difference for her and so what happened was there was not really a good way for her to connect the two in a way that felt good for her and so she kind of had to make a big shift and you know she lost a lot of her recipe followers but she gained a lot of you know mental health followers that were interested in that so it's not to say that you can't switch I think you just have to be prepared for the uphill battle that is to come we've had people in the group in the past talk about hey if I have this specific niche and I have this following for this specific niche should I just start over should I just create a whole new account that I just put in my bio and say, oh, guys, I also have the second account. If you want to follow me over there, great. If you don't, then that's fine as well. I'm personally not a fan because at the end of the day, then you're just taking away from what you're doing on on your other account. You know, like if you're managing two accounts, now your time is split 50-50 or sometimes one account's getting maybe 20 and the other (laughs) one's getting 80. And so I just don't think that most people can handle running two accounts and giving both of them the attention that they need. And Mm -hmm. so I don't personally love the idea. I think there are definitely people who do it really well. There's one girl I follow. I think her handle is choose your social, but she also has one that's like choose your glow. And she talks about beauty. She is a full-time creator. So she has the time to kind of manage both of them. But even as a full-time creator, it's a lot of thinking of content ideas, executing the content, engaging DMs, like sponsorships, like that's a lot to handle for two accounts. So if you're prepared to do it, go for it. But just go into it knowing it's a lot of work. And I don't necessarily know that most people are prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, running one account is just a ton of work. And then (laughs) doubling that is just way too much. Right. Like you can't give it your all in most cases. You know, because again, you're splitting your your time 50-50. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest questions that we get all the time is, is it possible to still grow on Instagram? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's definitely still possible. Is it easy? No. That's the, the difference. The difference between, I mean, when I started like, you know, really dedicating my time and creating intentional content on my page, it was maybe sometimes 2017, 2018. 
I mean, like you could grow followers so quickly and easily, but it's yeah. just a whole different ball game now. And there's so many things that are responsible for that. It's not just like the algorithm. So we have to stop just blaming the algorithm for everything. <laughs> it's definitely annoying and it absolutely plays a part, but it's not the only thing. There are so many more people who are creators on this app. People are splitting their time between following thousands of people sometimes you know like it's difficult because there's so much saturation and the other bit of it too is that a lot of people are over on tiktok now i hate to say it because i i don't think instagram will ever like well maybe sometime long in the future (laughs) i don't think they're gonna die anytime soon because of tiktok instagram still has its place however a lot of people are fed up with how different things are on Instagram. So they're over on other platforms. So it's possible. It's just not easy. And it's just not quick. In most cases, I have one of my students, she had a reel go viral, I think it got maybe 2 million views. And she gained like, almost 2000 followers last time I talked to her. And that's great. But again, like how many times out of all the times you're posting reels is your reel going to get two million views right and it's going to convert into that many followers like that doesn't happen often it's very very rare so again I think the focus should be not you know oh my gosh I need to hurry up and grow but like let me make friends here and then you know, growth will come because I'm just I'm just using this social media platform to be social. <laughs> like, let's not forget. That's the point. That's the biggest thing. And that's something that a lot of people, brands, businesses, content creators, we all forget in the long yep. scheme of things is that it is a social media platform. It's about networking. It's about connecting with like-minded humans. Yeah. It's not always just about selling yourself and right. selling just getting affiliate links and things like that. Exactly. Connection. Yeah. Like we almost become like robots. We're like social media robots, you know, we're like, (laughs) we need as many comments. We need as many likes, like do everything we need to do to make that happen. But again, then you stop thinking about like the human connection. That's Mm -hmm. literally like why our business is called social mate. It's S O U L because it's like, we want to put the soul back in social media. And that's why so much of what I teach is about like creating connections, whether that's with your followers, potential followers with brands, whatever it is. I think the best way to have success at this point in social media is to focus on creating genuine connections. And people can tell when it's genuine or not, you know, so genuine, authentic connections are definitely the best way that I've found success. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And you've heard it here first. (laughs) That you need to have connection and the soul needs to come back into social media. Yes. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, if you would like to tell us all of your social handles so we can all follow you. Yeah, I'm pretty much K Boosk everywhere. K B O U S Q. It's crazy because I'm getting married this year and I'm just like, oh, man, congrats. am I going to have to change my handle of my life? <laughs> so I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. But for the moment, it's K B O U S Q pretty much everywhere. Wonderful. And please be sure to give us a subscribe over here at Flick. And if you really like me, you could also give me a five star and I will love you forever. You can also find us over on Instagram at flick.hashtags and on TikTok at flick.social. 
So we will see you and you'll hear me next time. <laughs>